Welcome to episode 35 of the Bike Pack Canada podcast with yours truly, Ryan Corey. Well, friends, um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I alluded to some health issues um, the last few weeks and uh, I've had some more testing and uh, gotten some pretty concrete results. Um, so I'm going to talk about what that means for the future of the podcast, um, but also for Bike Pack Canada and, and some projects we have on the go, like uh, the Summit. And uh, yeah, selfishly, just a, another interview with, with yours truly. And uh, on a side note, I'd like to thank uh, Brian at Canmore Brewing and uh, Dr. Amber Stewart for their understanding and uh, me sidelining uh, their interviews. Um, this will be the last podcast um, for the foreseeable future, and uh, I'll get into, um, maybe I'll, instead of getting right to why that is, I'll, I'll give you a bit of uh, background info. Um, so I know, I know this might not be all that interesting to folks just tuning in for the first time, um, but for listeners that have been in there from the, the start, um, I think you'll, you'll, you'll probably want to know where this is all coming from and how it developed. Uh, so please bear with me. It's, it's kind of, I'm not sure of the best way to, to talk about this. So I'm just going to kind of just go through it as it comes to mind. So the first thing that comes to mind is, um, I'm going to talk about the, the evolution of the problem. Um, so it is now at the time of recording is July 28th. Um, about, I think it was about a month ago. Um, I started experiencing, um, some abdominal pains, um, and I, I'll, I'll be graphic and, you know, not for the sake of being graphic, but just to, to give you kind of the full picture. But, uh, it started as, um, you know, what I would call like a painful cramp and, um, um, some, some, some awkward smells coming out of the back end. Um, it evolved to a consistent, uh, pain over the weeks um, that didn't seem to want to go away. And after about a week um, of having it, I, I went to the doctor and, and the doctor did a, um, you know, she felt around my stomach and, um, you know, we kind of chalked it up to what might be an, uh, a tear in my abdominal muscles. Um, there was also questions at the time as to if I had uh, had, had any, you know, backcountry water where I might have picked up a, a parasite. Um, so that was a consideration at the time. Um, but the, the abdominal muscle tear was, uh, the go-to, um, diagnosis at the time. And, uh, you know, being a young, relatively fit guy, uh, the doctor said, you know, probably be something I bounce back from, uh, in a few weeks. But, um, two weeks later, um, I hadn't noticed any improvement. Um, I'd also noticed, um, what felt like the condition was worsening. So, um, still very much pain in, in my stomach, um, a bit of a hard lump right by my, uh, belly button, um, where we thought, you know, it might be, uh, you know, a hernia or where that tear might be. Um, and then I start to notice a bit of a change to my uh, bowel movements on, on a regular basis. Um, I won't get into the specifics there, but, um, things, things were, things were changing, and, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, that second visit that, um, the doctor took it a bit more seriously, um, scheduled me for blood, uh, urine and, uh, ultrasound tests. 
Um, did those blood and urine pass with flying colors? Uh, my uh, ultrasounds, um, which was quite painful, I found because it's it's the lady was pushing on my stomach, and especially in these hard bits that were bothering me. And um, in in that scan, they picked up what they thought were some uh, lesions uh, within uh, my liver and uh, a few other places. And there was there were some vague results there that they couldn't quite pinpoint. Um, so just before the 24 hours of adrenaline, so I think we're now going on uh, week three, um, I was scheduled for a CT scan, uh, so a bit more of an in-depth scan. And um, it was in the, I think it was our third doctor visit. Uh, This was just days before the 24 hours of adrenaline. Um, The doctor... um, and, and I should sort of preface this by saying that all the all the treatment that I've had along the, the way has been top-notch, and I really appreciate the concern from um, everyone cons- uh, involved, from, from the family doctor to the, the folks at the Canmore Hospital and uh, some, some other folks that I'll, I'll, I'll mention uh, here in a second. But uh, yeah, so third week, uh, sat down with a doctor, talked about the CT scan uh, just days before 24 Hours of Adrenaline. And, um, uh, she was noticeably, um, I don't know what the word is here, but, uh, distraught and, uh, consoling. And, uh, she had a strong inclination that, um, what the root of the lesions were, was, uh, possible cancer, um, or, um, at the very extreme end or not at the extreme end, but at the outside, was um, a very, you know, extreme parasite. Um, so Sarah and I, of course, were, you know, when you hear the cancer word mentioned, it seems like a distant possibility. Uh, being a young guy, again, healthy, um, got no real family history of it, um, you know, with, with family at a younger age. You know, as of course, as you, as you age and you get older, uh, cancer is pretty commonplace, um, especially if you let your, your health go as you, as you age. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the likelihood of a parasite was, was always strong, uh, considering all my travels. So we, we really held on to that, but the doctor really cautioned us and said that you need to, um, really not let the cancer, possibility go it's important to sort of plan for the worst and and if you should get that news to to you know for it not to be as much of as, as shock um uh when you when you get that news so um as as you all know i did the 24 hours of adrenaline um my symptoms kind of leading up to it was um my my stomach pain was getting progressively uh worse and more consistent um i was having trouble eating really uh, larger meals, um, uh, sorry, my regular meals, we'll say. Um, I had to start uh, reverting back to things like shakes, um, more easily digested food items, and uh, basically eating smaller amounts uh, more often. Um, And my bowel movements um, almost stopped altogether. Um, it, it became apparent that it was very difficult for my system to process um, 
process uh, any food. Um, so we weighed these these symptoms when when the race came up. Um, I still very much could ride a bike, and when I was in a hunched over position um, on the mountain bike, my stomach pain wasn't as extreme. Um, so we went into the race as a crew saying, you know, we'll just kind of take this lap by lap. Um, I had no clue how 24 hours of, you know, the liquid nutrition would, would work for me. Um, you know, it's, it's a diet that I've used for past 24 hour races. And, you know, in theory with my current symptoms, um, it, it, it would be ideal, but you never know how, th- how things are going to compound, um, with just eating nonstop after 24 hours. So uh, did the race, um, had a had a positive result, um, which I was happy to report in the last podcast. And immediately within probably 10 minutes of crossing the finish line, I was back in the fetal position in our tent. Um, at the awards ceremony, I was uh, hunched over in a chair. And as soon as I got my awards, uh, our crew beelined it back for home, where I then pretty much spent the next day in bed uh, in the fetal position uh, trying to recover. Um, you know, there's the, the obvious symptoms like um, um, fatigue and just uh, body ache. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that it, the effort didn't seem to aggravate um, my stomach uh, problems. Um, but anyways, uh, left the race with still a, very much a question mark as to what the next um, step was going to be or, or what the final prognosis was going to be. Um, and this past week, um, I was scheduled for a PET scan uh, in, in Calgary, um, where you, um, I, I think, kind of a, a crude way of looking at it is essentially you're drinking a, a, like a radioactive liquid. And this liquid, um, as I understand it, attaches itself to uh, glucose. Um, so they, they give you basically an IV of, of this radioactive glucose, um, or it has a radioactive marker and the PET scan is a more in-depth scan from the CT scan. Um, and in particular, what it's looking for is how your body metabolizes, uh, sugar. Um, so there are the, the, the obvious places, um, uh, that, you know, that the, the doctor would want to see light up, um, but the PET scan, I think in particular, um, quite often is looking for those abnormal places where your body is metabolizing sugar, and that is a pretty strong indication of uh, cancer. Um, so we had the PET scan. Um, they don't tell you the results right then and there, um, but I had to fast for, um, I think leading into that, I, I hadn't had any solid foods for a day. Um, I hadn't I uh, had anything but water, I think, for the six hours leading up. And then immediately, sort of following that, we had a, a colonoscopy and gastro... I, I can't remember how you say it. Gastroscopy um, in Canmore. Um, so I had to continue fasting for, for, for pretty much a day and a half. Um, and those that were following on Instagram, I, I posted a shot of, uh, this industrial looking jug, clear jug on a dinner table, uh, with the family. And, and what that is, is, uh, it's a collate solution and leading up to uh, colonoscopy, what they require you to do is, uh, to drink these four liters, um, in two blocks. Um, and essentially what that's doing is it's, it's flushing out your, your, um, 
your your intestines so that they can uh, probe and get a, a more clear view. And um, I read online beforehand that the, the the prep, so drinking the colite, is is often worse than the the actual procedure. Uh, which they do put you on under for, uh, or at least myself for. Um, and yeah, it was brutal. Um, so I was already starving, um, already fatigued. And um, I got through about two liters of the liquid, or not quite two liters, the night before the colonoscopy um, and ended up upchucking a bunch of it. Uh, and then the following morning, you have to get right back into it and finish the next two liters. And uh, Sarah came up with a few tricks to make it happen. And um, basically what I do is I had line up some lemon wedges. And every time I'd take a, a shot of the, the colite, I would uh, suck on a lemon wedge to try to uh, reduce the chemical taste uh, in my belt, in my mouth, but uh, it is flavored, but it, it is, it's not a pleasant thing to, to have to drink. And, um, you know, no matter what you would drink, um, anything that comes in a four liter jug and you have to drink in two liters at a time, that is a lot of liquid. Um, especially for someone that's already having a hard time digesting things. Um, to give you a sense to drink a full two liters, um, each time it would take me between two and a half, uh, three hours. So yeah, all you do is you sit there, you drink a little bit, uh, suck on the lime, lime or lemon wedge and, um, you know, wait a few minutes and, and sip some more. And, uh, it is, it's quite the process and uh, full appreciation for those that have to do that on a regular basis. Um, so the, the, the colonoscopy um, and the, the other tests, that happens on uh, this past Wednesday. And uh, it's like a two, three hour um, process where they, they give you an IV um, and then, uh, they get you to basically lie down on a table. And, um, like I said before, they, they'll either put you partially out or I think all the way out. And, uh, they put me all the way out. And, uh, I think that has to do with the fact that, um, in addition to, to probing, um, so basically coming from both ends, um, they were also doing some biopsies. Um, so if they were to find anything uh, within my track, they're going to do a biopsy. And um, I think that's, you know, just a bit more in- invasive. Uh, so that's that's probably why they put me fully to sleep. Uh, so I woke up um, in uh, the recovery room and uh, my family. So my, my uh, mother and father were in town. Um, my sister had come for the PET scan the day before, but, uh, you know, it's a bit of a drive from Lacombe. But my father, my mother, um, and uh, Sarah were there, and we immediately met with uh, the doctor who had performed um, the procedure, and um, everyone up to this point was very much operating under an, kind of an expedited uh, timeline uh, based on the, the, I think, the request of our, our family doctor. So yeah, I uh, sat down with the doctor in Canmore. And uh, I was kind of still coming out of a haze at this point. And uh, the doctor uh, unfortunately confirmed um, some of our fears. So the, the prognosis right now is um, the root of the problem and, and the lesions kind of further up the track with, with my liver is um, that I have been uh, diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. And um, yeah, I... 
I've only said it out loud a few times. Um, it's a bit of a shock. It's there's, you know, I think anyone that, that hears those words, there's, there's going to be baggage tied to it as far as what that term, uh, means to them. Um, but for me, it's, um, you know, you, you get Google-itis when you, when you, when you start visiting doctors on a regular basis. And, uh, when we found out that it was colon cancer, um, you know, you, you, you look at like who, who normally gets, um, this kind of cancer and it's, it's people that have basically, you know, are, are older adults, um, um, or folks that have just not taken care of their bodies. So my, me getting it, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a, an outlier. Um, you know, I've never smoked. Um, I, I barely drink, um, despite what you might think from listening to this podcast sometimes, uh, you know, I probably have maybe one or two beers a week. Um, I'm active, uh, I take care of myself. I eat a good diet. Um, you know, we, we, we've, Sarah and I very much hold to that, uh, 80, 20 rule, um, about eating good foods and, and, and treating yourself every once in a while. Um, I'd say that 20% is even probably less. Uh, we eat a diet full of wholesome ingredients. So a lot of vegetables and fruits, um, organic, um, product, um, so yeah, a bit of an outlier to to get this um, get this diagnosis. Um, what happens next is uh, we have we have some appointments in Calgary um, with a surgeon, so a specialist um, for that type of cancer, and also with the Tom Baker Cancer Center. And uh, basically, between those two meetings, um, as I understand it, the idea is to figure out a protocol for. Uh, surgery um, and or uh, chemotherapy. Um, it all depends on, um, as I understand it, how the cancer has progressed. Um, so if if it's sort of stayed within the, the inner walls, I think that's it's more easily operated on. But if it's uh, migrated elsewhere outside the, the inner linings of the the digestive tract, I think that's start when you start getting into the chemotherapy. Um, uh, you know, I am sure <laughs> no one's an expert on this until they're faced with it. So bear with me. I, I'm kind of learning as we go. Um, so that's, that's the next step. Um, it sounds like we're going to be going to, to Calgary quite a bit. Um, what do I want to talk about here next? Why don't, I'll talk about my mental outlook a bit here. And, and again, I feel kind of selfish just talking nonstop about myself, but this, this is not just for the bikepacking community. This is, you know, for those that follow my athlete page, but uh, also for family and friends just to, to really uh, lay it all out there as to, to what's gone down and how it's gone down and, and, and where my mind's at. So the, the, the mental outlook, um, uh, where do I want to start? Um, I'm a little pissed off, um, just because I'm kind of the epitome of someone who doesn't get this kind of diagnosis. Um, to some extent, I, I don't feel like it's fair. Um, then again, I, I don't think anyone that gets it would presume that it's fair, but if, if I had miss or abused my body, I think there'd be part of me that would say, okay, you know, I probably had this coming. Um, so a little pissed off. Um, I, 
I looked in the mirror a few days ago. Um, so, so my, my, my energy levels have been going down. Um, I, I will be dialing back my, my training and my racing. So I have pulled out of, uh, racing the hurt in Alberta coming up, um, in mid August. Um, I probably won't be riding my bike too, too much, uh, just because it's getting harder to do so. Um, I'm spending a lot of time laying down now just because of kind of the pain in my abdomen, um, and just general fatigue. And I think part of that really just stems from not being able to, to eat the normal amounts. Um, so in seeing a bit of a slide and expected slide in, in, in these levels, I, uh, I looked in the mirror a few days ago and, um, you know, I, I kind of scanned myself over, my shirt was off and, um, I think I've done this a few times the last few days. And, um, you know, I said to myself, this is the strongest you're, you're going to be for a long time. And, um, you know, savor these moments. Um, I don't expect to get stronger. I, I, I I'm going to do my best to hold on to my health and, and to stay active and whatnot. But, uh, that's, it's a bit of a humbling realization when, you know, look in the mirror and you see this, this fit person that just won the 24 hours of adrenaline. And, um, yeah, this is Ryan. This is the strongest you're going to be for a while. This, that's, that's what I said to myself, but, uh, you know, in body, uh, in heart and mind, um, you know, we always like to think that we can, we can hold on to that strength and, and, and hopefully come out stronger, you know, for this. Um, as far as like how I'm looking at cancer, and I, I could be naive about this, um, I'm choosing to look at this, um, you know, from, from an endurance training perspective. I, I like to think of this as a as a as a as a challenge, and, and thinking how to beat it. And the way my mind is processing it is that this cancer, this this colon cancer, is like a horribly broken leg. Um, so I'd like to look at it like that, you know, how do you rehab and take care of yourself um, versus getting sucked into what, what I'm learning is very, it's very easy to get into victim mode um, and start thinking of this as like a sappy movie of the week. Um, you know, inevitably your mind starts thinking of all the cancer stories and movies and things you've heard. And there's always kind of this sap, sappy kind of downer view of it all. Um, so instead of getting sucked into that, uh, wormhole right now, um, I'd, I'd rather look at it as just, a, yeah, like I said, a horribly broken leg. Um, and how do I rehab this thing? Uh, it's not out of the question. Um, something that I've learned the past few days with, with family, um, and friends around, um, and, and they, they've been awesome and, and no one really knows how to react to this, um, but, you know, inevitably, they, they, I've been getting asked quite consistently how I'm feeling. Um, you know, I'm kind of in my own little pain cave right now, laying down a lot. And, um, you know, if, if I was on the other side, I would be asking the same questions and wanting to, to uh, you know, dote over me all the time. And uh, one thing I, I learned very quickly, and I said this to Sarah, is um, I don't want to be asked how I'm doing all the time. Um, it becomes very draining when that's kind of the, 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 the starting point of every conversation. How are you doing? How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you doing okay? Um, I said to Sarah, I, I get where that's coming from, but you know, I'm, I'm in pain. 
Um, it's manageable. I'll tell you if it's getting worse and or if, if I need anything. And um, she's she is respecting that. And, and I had that conversation with my parents, too. Um, they're respecting that. Um, so I, w- I would ask kind of everyone listening to this, you know, if you see me in the next little while, <laughs> try to refrain from, you know, that being the 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 focal point of our conversation is is how am I doing, you know I'll let you know I'll, I'll maybe I'll let you know how things are progressing with with tests and whatnot but you know let's not make that um, what all of our conversations are about. Um, the the darkness I think where where your mind can go and um, there's only been a few times where I've kind of broken down um, on my own. I think my mind has stayed pretty strong when I think of it as a, you know, a health problem like a broken leg. Um, but the darkness that your mind can go to, um, it's it's a place my head hasn't been to since uh, my recovery from my, my spin attempt in 2010, um, where for for months on end I was I was bedridden, um, had terrible nerve pain. Um, and, um, you know, for a few times really thought that I was on my way out. Um, I didn't have the proper care. Um, this is really where I grew, um, skeptical of doctors because the, the few doctor visits that I had to our local community doctor, this was in a small farming community in, in central Alberta. The, the prognosis at the time was you're a young guy, you'll, you'll get over it. Um, just give it time. And uh, my worry now is that there, there's been some lasting effects from that. But uh, anyways, yeah, the darkness is, is very similar to, to that. It's, it's being in your own pain cave. You know, Sarah and my, my family have been tremendous as far as, you know, if I need something cooked or um, prepared or I need help with something, um, you know, they, they've been the first ones by my side. Um, but you know, I'm ultimately the only one that can just be in my own head uh, and and deal with this pain. And uh, yeah, it's it's bringing me back to 2010. It's 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 interesting in that regard. But um, you know, I'd like to think that I, I've built up some some antibodies mentally for for dealing with for you know where where your mind can spiral basically. Um, so essentially, I, mentally, I, I've been here before to some degree. Um, I know it's going to suck. Um, I don't know enough. I don't know a ton about colon cancer, but I know enough about cancer from from having raised funds from for various charities in the past. Um, been around folks and uh, you know uh, idolized people like Lance Armstrong and Terry Fox. Um, I know that the road ahead is isn't pleasant, but it's it's not something that can can beat us. Um, colon cancer has a, has a high, sur- high survival rate as I understand it. Um, and I'd like to think coming from, um, an athlete, athletic, uh, back background, um, that I already have a leg up, um, as far as, as far as, uh, taking this head on. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm very good about knowing how to recover and what to eat, um, I don't have to research those things. I, I'm already well tuned to those. Um, so, you know, aches and pains that uh, build up, um, like in my back and my legs from laying down all the time. Um, I have a very good sense of how to deal with that. You know, having baths and and rolling out and stretching, 
and, uh, you know, just being disciplined, um, like an athlete would be to, to deal with that. So I've got those tools. I'm equipped. Uh, moving forward. Um, I don't want to yak your ear off here. Um, let's see where we at here for time. Okay. Moving forward. Um, I just want to say thank you again to my family and to Sarah for, for, for being there and, uh, to our extended, uh, friends and, and coworkers. Um, there's been a lot of people without really even knowing what's going on that have, um, already reached out, uh, you know, whether it be if you need somewhere, if you need driven somewhere, um, if you need a place to stay in Calgary, um, you know, we've, we've got a really great support network and, um, you know, one of the, the positives that comes out of bad scenarios, um, I think is, is that you, you really see, um, the beauty of people and, uh, you know, where humanity shines and, uh, you know, quite often outside of these scenarios, you get sucked into a cynical, uh, wormhole. Um, if you, all you do is follow the daily news, but, um, it's good to be reminded of, of, uh, the good parts of humanity too. So, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone. And, and Sarah in particular, who's, who's here, you know, pretty well 24 seven. Um, and, um, you know, she, she gave up, uh, doing her hike next month. So she was going to be away, uh, leaving in the next few days to be away for a month in Europe, uh, hiking the GR5 route. And, uh, she gave that up, uh, without even flinching, um, gave it up, but let's say postponed it. Um, I'd like to think she'll still do it at some point, but, uh, really goes to show what a great, uh, partner I have and, and a strong lady. You know, we've, we've gotten past the point where I think we, um, our, our trigger instinct is to, to get tearful or to, to cry about it. And now we're both in, um, you know, power mode, strong mode. Um, so a great partner I have. Uh, like I said, um, I will not be racing the Hurton Albertan. Um, so that was my last race goal of the season. Um, good luck to everyone out there. I will be following. Um, still plan to be active with, with walking and, and the, the occasional bike rides uh, to town. Um, as far as work goes, um, as many of you know, I'm a freelancer and a large part of my work is with Hammer Nutrition. Um, I've told our Hammer team that uh, um, I'm going to kind of back away from big projects uh, like, you know, like the podcast, which is kind of time intensive uh, each way, each, each week, sorry, um, and uh, keep at the, the simpler projects. So I still very much want to keep engaged with work. Um, it's something I, I enjoy doing. I've never found my work uh, tedious. Um, it gives me something to look forward to and keep my mind active. Uh, still planning to to keep on writing. Um, and uh, will this ever make an interesting next chapter? Uh, should I should I uh, write a second or I guess a third book now? Um, the guidebook. Um, I'm expecting edits to, to probably come down the pipeline uh, pretty soon, so still very much planning to, to tackle those. Um, I think the, the big question mark now, well, not a question mark, sorry, um, the Bike Pack Summit, um, I just want to reassure everyone that it is still very much happening. Um, I don't expect my surgery and or chemo to really begin until middle of August, um, or later. Um, so quite potentially middle September, I will still be in the thick of it. 
So I'm going to start uh, planning now that my involvement might be uh, reduced. Um, there, there isn't much left to do in regards to the, the planning side of things, but the, you know, as far as the, all the moving balls in there, uh, the, the logistics for the, the weekend, um, I, I will start working on a contingency plan. Um, and I think, um, I'll, I'll put it out there to, to riders of the Bow Valley. Um, you know, we've got a good group of friends here. If anyone's interested in helping, uh, for the weekend, um, please let me know. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll put a little committee together, um, tackle things like uh, leading the morning group rides, um, leading the the overnighter to the lower lakes campground, um, you know, things like assembling swag bags, um, set up at the opera house, um, you know, like a good group of like three, four people, um, you know, happy to work with more if, if more want to help. But uh, I think that's the smart decision um, to tackle this. So, yeah, if, if you're interested, please let me know. Uh, info at bikepack.ca. And uh, we'll start um, figuring out uh, who can do what. And uh, Sarah will probably take a bit more of a, a leadership role in, in managing those efforts. Um, on the day or on the weekend, I'd still very much like to... Um, MC uh, to some degree. Um, so we'll still plan on that. Um, but, you know, as I said at the top of the podcast, I, I could be totally uh, naive right now as far as, as, you know, what's coming down the pipeline and what, you know, these treatments are going to do to me. Um, but let, let's just let's just move ahead optimistically that we'll have a committee to help organize or uh, carry out some of the logistics and um, I'll still MC. Um, what else? What else? I think I think that's you know a pretty well-rounded view of everything. Um, if if I'm going to leave you kind of with one parting thought here is, um, I don't want. I I very much appreciate that the natural instinct is. Uh, one of maybe shock and um, to, I don't know, to feel sorry or uh, I don't know what the right word is. But, you know, I very much kind of challenge us to to think positively um, as, as both Sarah and I are um, and to, um, you know, I will very much not shelter myself. I, I, I will accept help if, if I need it. Uh, the summit being kind of the most obvious uh, bouncing ball in front of me right now. Um, and, um, you know, as, as far as keeping everyone in the loop, um, you know, I, I I don't want to necessarily... Uh, what's the word? I'll, I'm going to tread, you know, respectfully of... The, the process and the, the players involved. Um, but I, I'm not going to shelter you from, from everything going on. I think one of the, the big downfalls of social media is we quite often get it sucked into always telling people all the cool things we're doing. Um, you very rarely hear about the, the troubles that people are facing. Um, so, you know, in my social feed, I, I'll keep everyone updated, um, probably more so on my my personal feed, um, the bike pack stuff. I'll, I'll still try to keep to bike pack related things, 
but uh, you know, if I if I'm in chemo and I want to put up a post and maybe tell you like, you know, what kind of drugs I'm taking and why that is, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I won't shy away from it. I'll, I'll tell you how I'm feeling. Um, but uh, you know, I'll also be the guy that's uh, you know maybe maybe that guy in the chemo room that's the first to tell a dirty joke. I, I won't let this. <laughs> get me down and I'll try to laugh about it and uh, you know like like the 24 hours of adrenaline uh, when you're in um, your own personal agony and you're doing the laps um, you can get sucked down the the wormhole of letting it break you down mentally and, and further physically or you can choose to just you know at a certain point smile and uh, let you um, you know force yourself out of uh, that dark moment uh, that you might be facing so let's stay positive. Um, I'll keep everyone in the loop. Uh, I'm not going to keep you sheltered uh, from what's going on. Um, I'll reach out for help if I need it or if we need it uh, with car rides or, or whatever. Um, what else? Um, on the, the bike pack front, um, I, I'm going to try to keep it business as usual. So, you know, after this podcast airs, um, you know, I'm going to get back into regular updates. Um, so we've got some fun news coming down the pipeline. Um, those that are, th- those that are, were interested in the K light, uh, lights and, um, chargers and things like that. We've, I think, I think I've got like 10 shipments coming in of all sorts of different products coming from China, from Australia. Um, and those will all hopefully be landing, uh, this week. Um, so we're, we're going to operate business as usual. Um, and, uh, yeah. Let's stay positive. The only real thing that changes right now is um, with Bike Pack is is the podcast. It's it's a little too many hours each week um, for me to commit to. Um, so I'll say that it's 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 down or it's done for now. Um, but I would like to get back to it uh, at some point. And uh, if you would like more health updates, uh, you can follow me on my athlete page, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that uh, at Ryan Corey. And, um, yeah, I've said it before, but we've got a great community and, uh, uh, let's, let's become stronger for this and, um, positive and, uh, let's beat this thing. Okay. All right. Thanks everyone. This has been, uh, episode 35 of the bike pack Canada podcast. And, uh, I'll see you again, uh, shortly online. Thanks, everyone. Bye now.